Tonight, to finish the series, we're going to see this, that being human means that we have been given a calling and we have been given an assignment. We have been given a calling and an assignment. You know, calling is a word that we use a lot in church world. And typically when we talk about calling in church world, it's in reference to somebody who's going into full-time ministry. We'll say things like, they're, they're being called into ministry, or God's calling me to be a pastor, or God's calling me to the mission field. But when we talk about calling, only in this kind of context of a full-time ministry, or being a pastor, or being a missionary, I think it can be unhelpful and also a bit damaging. Because it almost implies that there's this holy special calling out there that's reserved for just a, a select group of people. And unless you're going into full-time ministry, well then God doesn't really have much of a calling on your life. Unless you're going into full-time ministry, then you aren't really as important as pastors and missionaries and people going into ministry. But students, hear me tonight, that could not be further from the truth. Each and every person has been given a calling by God. And that calling is this, it's gonna be on the screen behind me. Our calling as humans is to become more like Jesus and to help others come to know Jesus. Our calling, our purpose as human beings is to become more like Jesus and to help those around us come to know Jesus. This is our purpose, this is our calling, and it is a universal calling, meaning this, that every human, every person shares in this calling together. We have this universal calling as people, as humans, but we also have a specific assignment. God has given each and every one of you a specific assignment, something that, that God has given you that you live out your calling. It's within this assignment that God has given you that you become more like Jesus and you help other people come to know Jesus. Here's how I like to think about it. How many of you run, run track? How many of you run track? All right, we've got three. I got a picture up on, on, on the screen behind us. When you run track, everyone is running around the track in the same direction. At least you hope so. If somebody's running the other way, like, it's not going to end well. When you run track, everyone is running around the track in the same direction. And that track, it kind of represents our calling in life. All of us have the same calling. All of us are moving and running in the same direction. But on that track, there are individual lanes. Each runner is assigned a lane that they compete in, that they run their race in. And these individual lanes, they represent our assignment. These re lanes represent the assignment that God has given us. You see, we run our race, we live out our calling within our specific lane, within the specific assignment that God has given to each and every one of us. So for the next few minutes, what I wanna do is I wanna look at three important truths that I want you to understand when it comes to your assignment. I think these are things that will be helpful for you going forward, both now in middle school and high school, and especially in your future. The first one is this. The first important truth to understand is that your assignment will change, but your calling remains. Your assignment will change, but your calling remains. Each and every one of you has been given an assignment right now. You have an assignment as a son or a daughter to your parents. You have an assignment as a brother or sister to, to your siblings. 
You have an assignment as a friend, as a teammate, as a student, as a member of, of, of this faith community. And parts of your current assignment you're going to have for the rest of your life. Like whether you like it or not, you're always going to be a son and a daughter to your parents. Like you can't trade your parents in for an upgrade. They've, they are who they are. That's who you're going to always be with. You can't change that part of your, your assignment. You're always going to be a brother or a sister to your sibling. They're not going away. You don't have to like them. You don't have to get along with them. But that's going to be a part of your assignment for the rest of your life. But many parts of your current assignment are going to change. You're going to graduate from the school that you're currently at at some point. Some of you might take a few more years than you would have anticipated, but all of you are going to graduate from your school. You're going to leave your middle school. You're going to leave your high school. You're going to change schools at some point. Throughout middle school and, and high school, teams, and be a part of different leagues and different clubs throughout middle school and, and high school. At some point in life, you're going to go to, to a different church. Some of you, you might switch churches sometime while you're in middle school and high school. For a lot of you, after you graduate high school, you're going to find a new church when, when you move. You're going to change jobs in your life. Like that part-time job that you have right now as a 16 or 17-year-old, you're probably not going to have the rest of your life. And I know for most of you that's a relief that you're not going to be doing that for the rest of your life, but your jobs are going to change. Your assignment is going to change all throughout your life. But as your assignment changes, your calling remains the same. Regardless of how old you get, regardless of where you're going to school, regardless of what job you have, your calling is to become more like Jesus and to help other people come to know Jesus. That is gonna be constant and consistent throughout your life. That is not gonna change. Listen to what the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians. He says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Paul's saying, look, there's different gifts. There's different ways we serve. There's different kinds of jobs. There are many different assignments, but it's the same Spirit. It's the same Lord. It's the same God at work in all of these. Our assignments may look different. We all have different assignments, but our calling, it's the same. You know, a couple weeks ago, we talked about identity, and identity is, is who we are, and we talked about not tying our identity to what we do, but instead tying our identity to who God says that we are. And you see, your assignment, that thing that God has given you to do right now, your assignment, that is simply what you do. It's not who you are. But your calling is a part of who you are at your core. It's a part of your identity. It's a part of being human. And while your assignment is certainly going to change throughout your life, probably many different times, your calling, it remains the same. It's constant. It's consistent. The second truth I want you to see tonight is this, is that there is no right or wrong assignment. There's no right or wrong assignment. You know, one of the questions that we all get asked is this, what do you want to do when you grow up? What are you going to do when, when you're older? And we get asked this question even when we're like five years old in kindergarten on career day, what do you want to do when you grow up? And we have all kinds of different answers. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a baseball player. I want to be a pastor. We start to honestly really think about all these different answers. But as we get older, we start to honestly really think about our future. 
We start to think about, okay, what am I gonna do? Like, where am I gonna go to college? Like, I'm gonna have to make that decision in, in the next two to three years. You know, what, what am I decision? And we have to think about, what does God want? Like, where does God want me to go to college? What does God want me to study? What kind of job does God want me to pursue? And we feel this pressure to not miss out on God's will for our life. We don't wanna make the wrong decision and mess up God's big plan for, for our lives. You know, I'll tell you, my, my senior year of high school was one of the, the most stressful times of my life because I had to decide where I was gonna go to college. I had a few different schools that I got accepted to. They were all great schools, and I was really stressing about what am I gonna choose? There were pros and cons for each school, but honestly, the thing that was stressing me out the most, the thing I was most concerned about was I wanna do what God wants me to do. And, and I had this fear of if I pick the wrong school, I'm gonna mess up God's will for my life. Like if I pick the wrong school, then I'm gonna pick the wrong major. And if I pick the wrong major, I'll end up with the wrong job. And if I get the wrong job, I'll move to the wrong place and I'll marry the wrong person, I'll have the wrong kids. Like I'm gonna ruin God's will for my life if I pick the wrong school. Like I had this pressure, I was nervous. Like I don't want to miss God's will for my life. But students, can I give you some good news? especially those of you who are juniors and seniors and are starting to feel that pressure, there is no right or wrong assignment. Because regardless of your assignment, you can still live out God's calling for your life. Because your assignment doesn't impact your calling. Like regardless of where you live, where you work, where you go to school, what team you, you, you try out for, your assignment does not impact your ability to live out your calling of becoming more like Jesus, of helping other people come to know Jesus. If you are living out your calling, then, then students, catch this, you are following God's will. God's will for your life is not some certain specific college, some certain job, some perfect person that you're gonna marry. God's will for your life is that you would live out his calling on your life, becoming more like Jesus, helping other people come to know Jesus. So take the pressure off yourself. Relax. Don't feel like you're gonna mess it all up if you pick the wrong thing. But I do think there are certain things that are better suited for you. There are certain assignments that are gonna make you happier and, and give you more purpose has created you to be. Some, some certain assignments that are, are gonna make you happier and, and give you more purpose and, and fulfillment. So how do you figure that out? How do you figure out what kind of assignment you should pursue in life? I believe that your ideal assignment, an assignment that's gonna make you happy and give you purpose, is found at the intersection of your greatest passion and your greatest strengths. It's found at the intersection of your greatest passion and your greatest strengths. If you can find something that you love, but that you're also good at, that's the sweet spot. Like where those two things cross paths, what you love, what you're good at, when those cross paths, that's the sweet spot. That's the goal. That's when you're gonna feel most alive. That's when you're gonna feel most fulfilled in your life. Listen, when I was in middle school and high school, I loved playing sports. I was really passionate about sports. I, I loved it, but, but here was the problem. I wasn't good at a single sport. Like I wasn't fast, I wasn't very strong, 
at a four inch vertical. My hand-eye coordination is limited at best. And it didn't matter how much I loved playing sports, it didn't matter how passionate I was, like it wasn't gonna happen. Like I wasn't good enough. I could want it and I can love it, but if you're not good, it's not gonna happen. But then on the flip side, when I graduated college, I got a, a job as an accountant. And many of you, you've, you've heard this story before, I got a job as an accountant and I was really good at it. It came easy to me, it wasn't a struggle. I, I, I had a great career path, it, 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 it was natural for me, things that were hard for other people came easy to me, but here was the problem. I hated it. Like going to work was, was miserable. I got my work done fast, it was easy, but I didn't like it. And no matter how good I was at it, no matter how much money I might make doing it, if I didn't love it, it wasn't gonna work. I was never gonna be fulfilled, I was never gonna find joy in my life. The goal is to find something that you love, but that you're also good at. So I just wonder for, for you, like what, what are you passionate about? What gets you excited? What fills you up? Like when you're done doing it, you might be physically like tired and exhausted because you've been playing a sport or you've been working or you've been doing something, but inside, man, you just feel, feel full. You feel complete, you feel like you have purpose. And what are your strengths? Like what are you naturally good at? What are those things that, man, they just come easy to you, they're hard for other people to do, but it, you just don't seem to have, have an issue doing that. Like you need to find something that you love, that you're passionate about, but also some feel like you have to have this all figured out by the time you end. But don't feel like you have to have this all figured out by the time you graduate high school because you probably won't. And don't expect to have this all figured out when you graduate college. I think there's this expectation of, hey, you graduated learning, of growing, to figure out what you're passionate about, to figure out what your strengths are. But here's what I think is so neat about God. God doesn't waste any of it. All those classes that you take in high school and college and middle school, and you're like, this is such a waste of time, all those teams that you play on, all those part-time jobs you have, all those clubs that you're a part of, God doesn't waste any of it. God is using those experiences, those things that you, you've learned and tried to help you develop and realize what you're passionate about, what your strengths are, how God has gifted you. God doesn't waste any of your experiences. Listen, there is no right or wrong assignment. Because regardless of what path you choose, you can still live out your calling. The third and final truth I want us to see tonight is this, is that faithfulness is more important than significance. You know, one of the most dangerous things that we can do is to fall into the comparison trap. Especially when we begin to compare our assignment with somebody else's. You know, we're so often tempted to, to feel like our assignment, what, what, what we're doing, isn't as good as somebody else's assignment. It's not as important. It's not as respected. It's not as cool as somebody else. Like, we're not on the, 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 the best travel team like they are. Or we didn't get into the best school that we wanted to get into. Or we don't get as much uh, praise and attention for what we do. It's easy to begin to compare to other people. But God is not concerned with how significant people think your assignment is. God's not concerned with that. 
And God is not even that concerned with how important you think your assignment is. God's not really concerned with that. God is simply concerned with your faithfulness. God is concerned with whether or not you are faithfully living out your calling within your assignment. In fact, Jesus told a parable, he told a story about this very idea. There was this wealthy man, he, and uh, he was going on this, this long business trip. And before he left, he brought in three of his employees, and he said, look, I'm going to entrust you with a significant portion of my wealth before I leave. I'm going to entrust you with it to, to manage it. So he brought in three of his employees, and he gave one bag of gold. He said, I'm going to entrust you with this money. To another, he gave two bags of gold, and to the last one, he gave one bag of gold. He said, I'm going to entrust you with this money, and I'm going to leave on this long trip. And one day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be back. And after many, many months, this, this wealthy man, he returns home to check on, on these men to see what they did with his, with his money. And listen to what Jesus says. After a long time, the master of those servants, he returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. He says, look. Long time ago, you gave me these five bags of gold. I went out, I invested it, I worked hard, and I've doubled your money. I'm bringing back 10 bags of gold to you. And listen to what the master says to him. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. It wasn't significant, it didn't seem that important, but you were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge now of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with these two bags of gold. See, I've gained two more. So he brings in the next guy, the guy he gave two bags of gold. He said, look, I doubled it too. I didn't have as much to start as the other guy, but I took what you gave me. I worked hard. I invested it, and I'm bringing back four bags of gold. And listen to the master's response. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Notice, the guy with the five bags of gold, the guy with the two bags of gold, one seemed more significant, one seemed more important. The response from the master was the same. Well done, because you were faithful. But listen to what happens to the last guy. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you're a hard man harvesting where you've not sown and gathering where you've not scattered seed. So I was afraid, and I went out and I hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. He says, look, I was afraid. I didn't really feel like what you gave me was that important. It wasn't that big of a deal, so I've just held on to it. I haven't really done anything with it. I haven't lost it. I haven't wasted it, but I'm just gonna bring back to you what you gave me to start with. But listen to how the master replied to him. His master replied, you wicked lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I've not sown and gather where I've not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So then when I returned, at least I would have had it back with some interest. He said, you should at least put it in the bank. You should have at least done something with it. I entrusted you with it. You didn't think. Verse 28, so take the bag of gold. Wasted it. You didn't do anything. Verse 28, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. Give it to the man who was faithful. Forever has will be given more, and they will have a gnashing of teeth. 
So what, what, what point is Jesus getting at here? What, what, what's Jesus trying to communicate to us? God does not judge us based on what we've been given. God does not judge us based on how significant or important our assignment seems. He's not concerned with whether you start with five bags of gold, two bags of gold, or one bag of gold. God is simply concerned with whether or not you have been faithful with what you've been given, with whether or not you have been faithful to live out your calling and the assignment that you are walking in and living in each day. Students, don't get caught up comparing your assignment to somebody else because God has placed you where you are on purpose with a purpose. God has placed you in your family on purpose. God has placed you in this student ministry on purpose. God has placed you on your sports team and in your school and at your job on purpose. And that purpose is for you to live out your calling, to become more like Jesus and to help those around you come to know Jesus. God, he has entrusted you with this assignment. And nobody else can fulfill your assignment for you. It is specific and it is unique to you. And I just want to encourage you, I want to challenge you tonight to be faithful with what God has entrusted to you. To be faithful, to live out your calling, to walk out your calling and that assignment that God has placed you in. So with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, God, we thank you that calling isn't just for some special people, some super talented people, people who know a lot about the Bible and a lot about theology. But God, each and every one of us as humans, we have been given a calling. We have been given purpose to know you, to help others come to know you. God, I pray that we would not take that for granted, that we would not waste that calling that you've placed on our lives. And God, we thank you that you've placed us where we are, on our teams, at our jobs, assignments, at our schools, in our homes, in our churches, in our communities, on our teams, at our jobs. God, help us to not waste our assignment. God, help us to be faithful. Help us to honor you, to love you, to bring you glory. God, help us to live out our calling as followers of Jesus. It's in your name that we pray.